0: here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly, up he goes, changes direction, this is Rugby League folks, have a look at it, links up with Cherry Evans, it's still on for Manly, away from Hess, kicks in field. look who's there, Tom Tra- there. Good my goodness,
1: Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. Episode 5 of the NRL pre-season, we're less than two weeks out until round one of the season. I am your host, Tim Williams. Joining me today, first and foremost, is the Supercoach, Spite. Spite, good to have you back, mate.
2: Timmy, good to be back, mate. Good to be back.
1: No roast for you this week, although, off the top of my head, we both got an absolute blast on Twitter, didn't we? Impersonated for the first time. Yeah. Making
2: waves. Big moment. Uh, I was very proud to log on and see... Was actually fully nude dudes just <laughs> staring out at me, but I've been impersonated nonetheless. So I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that that bike might uh, bugger off though, because it's a bit weird.
1: Ripped the uh, ripped out. Started with you, mate. You were the go-to for him. <laughs> ripped your profile picture out, changed his yeah. name to Spy, and just started posting pictures of dongers all over the place. <laughs> so, mate, it's been a, an interesting couple of days for the SC Playable team. Uh, very excited on the podcast for the first time this season. Adam Duruosi. Adds how are you, mate? I'm very well, Tim, and uh, good to be here, man. Good to have you back for 2023 ads. Mate, exciting times. I think we touched on it late on last season when you were last on the podcast, but you're now on the board of directors at the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, mate. You're an absolute diehard of the club. You must be loving that.
0: I'll start with the big one. What's it like working with Gus Gould? Gus Gould. Uh, mate, Gus is a genius, to be honest. He's actually mm. great to work with. He, The bloke works 24-7. Yeah. And uh, he's an interesting character because obviously there's uh, a whole bunch of media that is in a different camp to Gus where they, <laughs> they kind of write a whole bunch of stories that, to be honest, a lot of them are so fictional it's crazy. But he's actually a genius. He works 24-7... And we're very fortunate to have him at the Bulldogs. I mean, he's, he's a good guy. I get along with him really well.
1: Yeah. I'd love to get to know the bloke. Such an obviously interesting character. So polarising in NRL. But, and that's, I think, mate, one thing that no one ever doubts about Gus Gould is his intelligence towards the game of football and business and all that sort of thing. So, mate, we've got to get straight to the point. You're here for Supercoach, you've got an inside of the dogs, what can you tell us mate, there's a few cheapies cropping up, I know, I've got a few in my team to start the season, guys like Alamote who's killing it, big boy, looks perfect for Supercoach, Franklin Pele, young young Preston down there as well, uh, what's the word on these blokes, obviously you had a big pre-season, are they blokes you all looking at starting with in round one?
0: Well, all of those guys you mentioned, I think, are going well. So I've got, I've got Alamodi on my side. I think, I think it's pretty obvious he's going to get selected next week. That seems to be pretty straightforward. And he just looks like he's got a super-coach-friendly game. So mm. I think – and I thought he played well in the trial on the weekend, actually. I thought – obviously the team was a bit down, but I thought he played well. So Alamodi straight in. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of him without his shirt on. Broke is huge. Weapon? for a kid. Yeah, he's a, he's a weapon. So we'll see how he goes on the field. But I think it'll be a super-coach-friendly uh, game. So he's in. Jacob Preston, uh, there's a lot of excitement around the club, around how he's going, so uh, I've got him tentatively in my side at the moment. Mm. I suspect he will be named uh, on the bench next week, but we'll see, like I don't have any say on the side, but I'm like you guys, I I suspect he will get picked. And I don't know if you saw the trial on the weekend, but again, in a team that got beaten, he played really well, he played 70 minutes, super coach-friendly game, I think he can score tries, bust tackles, make tackles. Mm. So unless there's other starters in second row uh, around the grounds, which we'll talk about later, there might be some other players that because they're starting, you might go in front. I think in terms of bench players, I reckon he'll be good. Uh, Franklin Pelé, I mean, have you seen the bloke? The guy's enormous. Holy jeez. Like if, if he can get a regular starting game, then he's just going to be super coach friendly. The only thing I would say on him is if he does get picked in round one, um, just keep an eye on Chris Patolo because I think – I think Chris Patola, I'm not sure if he's available for round one or not. He's kind of he's got a little injury, I think. But yeah. I would expect he might come into the side once he's once he's fit. So there could be an issue that Pele gets named round one. Everyone gets excited, yeah. and it might be that he's only there for a week. So I, look, I'm I'm guessing. I'm not I'm not um, privy to any info info there from Gus or Cameron. But um, that's the one thing I would say. I know I know Pitola is well regarded, and it's just no he didn't play last week because of. Because of injury, same with T.P.J. T.P.J. will be back in a month as well. So you just want to think about yep. what what might happen there. And I'm not sure Franklin would be in the 17 based on the trials sides that were picked. Yeah, without those guys.
1: Yeah, uh, good insight there, mate. Jacob Preston, I'm so keen on him. I don't have his exact stats in front of me, but New South Cup last year he had something like it was, it was about 12 or 13 games, seven tries, seven try assists as a back rower. As yet, he's an absolute worker, so he's one I'm really tempted with, but. Just all the case of whether the minutes are going to be there or not for him. And we'll get to the doggies on today's show. Uh, firstly, though, guys, our unlimited group code come on and take on the SC Playbook team this season in Supercoach. The code to join our unlimited group is eight four five zero five one. Big prizes up for grabs for anyone who can knock off all of our team. $500 top prize if it is a subscriber who wins the group. If it's a non-subscriber who wins the group, we'll split that $250 to the top ranked subscriber and the top ranked non-subscriber to take out that group guys also stat hq the sc playbook data center is alive and well on scplaybook.com.au we launched that towards the back end of last season touched it up a little bit over the pre uh, off season i should say it is looking smick, completely free to access we're going to continue to update it as we go throughout the next couple of weeks of pre-season into round one where obviously the data will turn over there Uh, it's got things like ads as golden player ownership stats we've got vice captain loophole calculators price change calculators break even strength of schedule analysis all sorts of stuff Uh, so jump on and take a look at that Uh, if there is any issues with it just flick us a message so we can update that straight as well guys if you are interested in the book subscription package for the season things like this do help us to add uh, elements like stat hq to the website to put back into the podcast and the website it's forty dollars for the nrl package for the season 50 dollars for the nrl afl and bbl full sc playbook package access to our whatsapp community it's got threads this year with game day threads team advice contributor only chat i do q a's each and every week all sorts of stuff there premium articles throughout the season uh and just lastly guys stacks of pre-season podcasts behind us we're on youtube obviously spotify apple go back listen to them we're less than two weeks out from round one so we're getting very very excited on today's show Dual positions were added to SC, SC to NRL SuperCoach this morning, so I'll we'll talk through the major changes there. Taruva and Kalen Ponga being the two big ones in my eyes. Team structure we're going to be going through. I think team structure has changed for me in particular a lot the last week or two, with a few mid-range second rowers coming into the ranks. Keep an eye on those second rowers. We're going to have a big chat about them to start the show. Uh, squad previews: the doggies, the eels, the sharks, the tigers, and the dolphins. We'll be wrapping up those today. And then, if you listen to questions to finish off with, big cheapy special next week in round one once TLT drops. We wanted to do it all pre season, but to be honest, until round one comes, uh, I don't think there's really any point doing that too early. Let's get stuck into the dual positions for spy and ads. And the first one is Sunya Taruva, CT dub fullback. <coughs> He's been given that CT dub status. He's about 275k to start the season. Unfortunately for poor old taylan May, he's done his ACL, he's out for the year. Uh, an absolute bugger for him. We wish him the best in his recovery. What this does mean for Supercoach is good things. Brian Toto, I believe, will go back to the left edge. Taruva onto the right wing. Could be the other way around. Uh, but either way, Spy, Taruva, is he coming into your side now?
2: I think Taruva, or if one of the young fellas gets named on the right wing. Doesn't matter which one it is. There they, are a they, couple of options yeah. there,
1: but Taruva's the front runner.
2: Yeah, but whoever gets named there, they'll be cheap. And mm. I think you have to have them Panthers right wing. Yep. And if anyone gets named in front of Taruva, you know they're going to be a quality <laughs> player. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they really have to be in your side. In those centers, uh, come next week,
1: I think. ads Cat has been thrown amongst the pigeons. Kalen Ponga, thankfully, got his dual five eight status. Uh, the people over at Supercoach headquarters in uh, at News Corp there. Copped a bit of grief, but. They said they were going to do some dual position updates, and they did. KP's got his dual, so everyone just chill out. <laughs> How keen are you on KP at 5-8 now? Oh, mate,
0: I don't know. I I think I'm like everyone. Like, I'm tossing up between a couple of options there, and I, suddenly now he's a real option. So I think I'd be tossing up between uh, him, Birdo, and Dewey. Mm. And it probably just comes down to if I can save money by mm. bringing him in and kind of strengthen my side somewhere else and, he, and he, he's a pod then i'd get pretty interested if he's goal kicking he'd be straight in but then i suspect everyone would be the same so i reckon at that price i'm probably going to bring him in yeah it's just it, so hard to know 58 and in that side but is
2: that in front of someone like dewey or both
0: uh in front of i'm only going to pick one i know we're going to get the team structures later i'm going to mm-hmm. pick one one starting five eighth and i think i'll then go with schuster on the bench and and strengthen up my second row.
2: I reckon you're all mad to go Pomer over Dewey, but that's just me.
0: But what's the price difference? Like, 100 and...
1: KP's 5.30, Dewey's about 6.30, so about
0: 100k. Mad. Yeah, I, I might <laughs> still stick with Dewey, because Dewey's goal-kicking. Like, that's, it just depends on what I can do with the rest of the team, yeah. but at least it creates a <coughs> bit more interest, right? Like, I think now there's three really genuine options there at 5.8, mm. whereas maybe we had two uh, before today.
2: Yeah, I think options are definitely good, mate. Um, I actually had a look at the numbers, like of the ownership numbers across the board. The, everyone's pretty low, which suggests to me there's a lot of variety this year, and it is brilliant. Like basically, anyone in your side is half a pod to start the year, which is brilliant. Do you they know? add up to
0: hundred percent, mate? You, don't get me started on ownership oh. numbers on that
2: website, <laughs> haven't crunched all the numbers, <laughs> they might mate. They up to hundred. So I'll leave we've that
0: got to just you. <laughs>
1: mate. And, and that's the thing with, I think, Spite, It's because. Nico Hines is so expensive, and he's sort of, um, you know, been one of the more decisive ones for owners. Harry Grant, he's over 800K as well. You know, a few decent amount owning him, but not a lot. So anyone sort of steering away from these guys, it just completely changes you, the complexion of your squad. We'll get to the rest of the five, eight shortly. Uh, sorry, back rowers and all that, because I'm going cold on Matty Burton as well. I don't like to read too, too much into the trials, but I'm just that gut feel i had about Birdo, i think he'll be awesome this season and i can see myself buying but just to start the year i think it's going to take time for that edge and the entire team to come together jake Avrilo, speaking of the doggies has been given dual status he's available at ctw now hayes perrim at fullback Tamari martin at the warriors has been given 5'8 status as well polly at the tigers has been given second row status tv dipangai jr has been given front row That'll be interesting later down the season because he's a front rower with a high ceiling, even, Mm -hmm. you know, with not the greatest minutes. He's obviously out for the first month. Mitch Barnett, front row forward status as well. An interesting one is at Manly, Spy. Jake (coughs) Trebojevic, who I'm so keen to see in round one. I can't see myself starting with him, but priced on a 50 point average has been given front row forward status. Now you wouldn't go near him in the back row, but at front row, which isn't a great position, this season, it looks as though you know when he was playing Des Ball, he was that really a ball playing lock, wasn't he? He was the link man. He might play more of an Origin role now, where he just tucks the ball under the wing and racks up those <coughs> massive base stats. The front row stats makes him relevant.
2: Well, I think with Turbo, uh, Gerbo, sorry, Young Jakey is if he's running twelve to fifteen times a game, we know he's going to make forty odd tackles at least. All of a sudden, that's a few points, isn't it? Like you've watched him before under Des Ball, as you said. He passed all the time, he didn't run the footy much, he didn't need to, he wasn't asked to. If he's hitting the ball up a lot at that price, mm. he could be someone just to plug in. Also after that buy, they play a round two Buy If he punches out a big round one, maybe have another look in round three or, or go in round three potentially. Or it might work out he, he sort of runs eight or nine times, it's not too crazy. Um, and he might not be worth it, but he's good. Good one to watch, no doubt.
1: That's the beauty of it. And another one there is Sean Kepi, who's been given second row forward status. Again, probably a cheapie we'd prefer it in the front row, but uh, the dual front row second row, we don't need to go on about how important that is to super coaches.
2: Just on Kepi on the weekend, his running game was so damaging. I watched – I didn't see all the trials, but I saw a fair bit of the the Manly match Friday night. He was brushing bikes off, and he offloaded at least once, maybe looked to do it twice – he could be really handy, uh, all, all about the minutes. He's if he gets minutes, yeah, he could be outstanding. So I've got him pencilled in at the moment, uh, pending our team list drop next week.
1: Yeah, and as you said, the, the beauty of it is, with Manly having that round two buyer, we can potentially have a look at these guys yeah. and jump on round four before that first Manly Seagulls price rise. Adds the last one that came in, not not probably super relevant, but it's Joe Taffney getting second row forward status because he played a bit of, bit of lock in the trials, which... I mean, I'm not a big fan of it. I think they get muddled up a little bit with their back row, front row status when blokes go from lock to front row and vice versa. Uh, Drake Chiboyvic, for, for example, you know, he's literally playing as a prop this season, so that's yeah. fine. Joe Taffney going to lock. I mean, <laughs> I, I can understand why it's hard to plug them down because technically second row forward is lock. You're a back rower, But Joe Taffany's game won't change. He's playing as a front rower, so... I think again, if you're buying him, you're buying him because he was probably the best player in the front row. But again, the dual status doesn't hurt at all, does it?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you'd bring him in at second row, but I think at prop, like I know your um, spy loves him, so mm. it just it's an extra attraction, right? Like mm. suddenly you've got a dual it's position a bonus. gun at front row, yeah. who during bye weeks or whatever you might want to do, he's got that flexibility. So I think it adds to his um, attraction for sure.
1: I feel like, and I might be wrong in saying this, but we've spoken in the past. I reckon you take a, a similar approach to me with your front rows and try not to spend
0: up there early? Yeah, I think so. It's it's just so hard to know this year what to do with... I think we've kind of got a similar mm. idea there with Cotter, but, yeah, I'm not super excited by um, high-ceiling front rows. It's, but like, Tapano but is the... Is the exception? He's the one that I you think it's you a slightly new world
2: this year. Nothing yeah. drastic, or the fundamentals stay the same. But in terms of super coach, I do look at my side with Tarpy now and go, "Oh, doesn't feel right." But then you look what he did, especially the back end of last year, and he could just be so so damaging up front. So it's something <laughs> like might have spoken about it before, but you need to evolve at times, and you can't just stick with the same mm. thing every year, year on year out. Maybe I've got it wrong by doing this, but I mean what trades are for and i think the worst case on Tarpany is still
0: pretty decent isn't it Mate, the, the one that no one says to are talking about like at that position yeah. like big tino i think he's available at the front row isn't he? hold that thought yeah and i just i just look at tino i think is <laughs> he a pod that you could start with That is just we all look at and go why didn't we go Tino? the guy is a points machine when he's on he's another year old like, he's just a gun yes. i don't know how they use him in the titans this year but well
1: yeah. they're so light on for middles like there's been chat around of him going 70 to 80 minutes. Now, I don't think that will happen, but even at 65 minutes, you know, he's got every facet of his game is tailored towards super scoring with offload, tackle busting, big work rate. He went nuts in the back end of last season because there were a lot of numbers. And he just got the minutes and killed it. He's the captain of the club. As you said, he's in his prime.
2: You know what? His minutes, they weren't even massive every game. Like last year, he mm-hmm. just scored. Yeah, one game he played about 45 minutes scored about 120. Don't quite me exactly, but it was huge I think he got a double didn't he? He, scored a <coughs> he double. might have, yeah. um, but I'll break it now. Breaking news. I've got a decision to make out of A.J. Brimson or Tino Fasoomala-Awi
1: Good pronunciation there Spike. Yeah, I'm how was that? Didn't you, mate? A little bit of practice?
2: Yeah um, I'm thinking I might start with Tino And I'll tell you why when, what, when I thought it was g-
0: going to be my pod Now you're still yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. We can share it mate it's okay. go on. Are you
2: reading my notes? No I'm not no. Um,
1: But let's get to the back rows And I'll explain why I want to do that Okay. We'll move on to team structure And now why I want to talk about team structure Is because often I go through And I tinker with my team And I'm trying to think of a topic To start the show each week And we'll go through numerous topics As the season goes along uh, But I've been trying to add one On top of the squad previews each week and things that I'm seeing changes in my squad, I'm like, well, it's probably relevant to a lot of people and I speak to you guys about it and whoever's on the show and, and we get an idea of things. And this week it was team structure because the first one mean Taruva coming into the fray out of nowhere uh, as now that he's got his jewel, that Taylor May's gone, I'm plugging him in. So it could be a case of dropping Daniel Tupu from my side and freeing up, what, 350K and running with another cheapy CT dub. The other one is boys, and it's Maddie Burton, who I'm going cold on. As I said, I think he'll be a buy at some stage, but I think he had 10 scores under 40 or 50, it might have been. I think it was 10 scores under 40 last season. The doggies were pretty underwhelming in that second trial game. And I just I'm just not quite convinced on him. you bring what that does is now allow Josh Schuster to come back down into the 5'8 position as the reserve 5'8 to I'm currently running running Adam Dewey. Second row forward is just stacked with mid-rangers, and I think this could be the golden position to target. We'll go through most of them very shortly, but Wilton, Cora, Gilbert, Horsburgh, Garner, Hosking, Tualangi, there's are They've all come into the fray in the last week or two. Spy, talk to me about how your team structure's is lining up at the <clears throat> moment because I'm thinking of going heavy on mid-range back rowers, slightly lighter at 5'8", and it's just going to free up funds elsewhere on my side
2: yeah nice mate so we're a bit opposite here maybe not end game opposite but start the season ideally I'd, i want zero or one of these mid ranges. my logic basically is this a lot of people are going to plug in three of them and look to be honest you might nail one or two maybe all three if you do you're <laughs> laughing i'm going a slightly different theory <clears throat> i want to start with at least two gun back rows that's how i always had it until we got the correct news that he might not be starting the season I went away from that, but I've come back to it because I just want to start with two guns, bank those points, you hope you bank those points with two elite guys, then add Hopgood and, to be honest, one of the mid-rangers in. What that then allows me to do uh, when I want to get Hines, uh, Harry Grant if he starts with all these sorts of boys, I can pick my two worst-performing back rowers and Tino now, sorry, Tino's one of them tarponny they can swap between them so there's flexibility there that's added depth as well in the front row if something happens there but basically if one or two of them aren't performing i go straight down in round three and four pending buys to whoever is the pick of those mid-range back rowers because we'll go through the back rows in a minute sort of our top fives but there's risks on all of them i think everyone's got a question mark to some degree and i'd hate to start with three of them they all start plugging you out 40s and you've got to use three trades to put out those fires i'm just not going to deal with it i'm going to let it, let the dust settle and then swoop as soon as prices are ready to go that's what i'm sort of thinking and that's why tino's in because i think he's a weapon and he's got upside as well i think he might be an absolute keeper and if he's not he can plug those 70s for me early before dropping down to the appropriate target mm. speaking of putting out fires Spire, and you
1: can put out a few with your pitch at the moment mate She's a bit hot in here it's absolutely steaming <laughs> <laughs> Wetter than a swimming pool under there, mate. <laughs> um, no, it, it's a fair tactic. And it's one thing that I like to be going into round one with certainty around my players. And, you know, when there's, when there's a bit of uncertainty, there's, you know, there's red flags and whatnot. And there is red flags around all these players. But the thing i love about edge back rollers which most of these guys are is that there is attacking upside it's not a front row forward plotter at 430k where they'll get their work they'll play the 50 minutes they might get 40 points they might get 50 they're probably not gonna get many more but some of these guys they cross for a couple of tries here and there and all of a sudden your 50s in base can become 80 to 90 or 100 um let's go through a few of them and yeah. the first one is Teague Wilton, ads. We haven't had you on uh, this season at all, and Spy and I have spoken a bit in depth throughout a few of them. So Teague Wilton at 493k. The reservations around him are that Wade Graham on the bench, does he get his 80 minutes? Yeah. Uh, is he a bloke you're interested in to start the season? Because as far as I'm concerned, if he gets 80, I'm all over him. But if he stays at his 60 from last year, he's about a 50-point average and it
0: won't be enough. I mean, that's the that's the big question, isn't it? How many minutes does he get? I mean, I saw him in the trial on Sunday, and he was pretty damn good. I think he scored two tries, and he just looked good. Like he just he just hits that line on the left, and you just he's just got such a super coach friendly game. So if you knew he was going to play 80, he'd be straight in. Even at 60, like at the moment, he's in my he's in my side after Sunday. But um, we'll have to see. There's a couple of good other good options coming out. But yeah, I think we're Teague- taking. He's
2: got that upside in that he could score a double once or twice early in the season, which would be an absolute flyer for you. Yeah. Sharky's um, look good in the yeah, trial. Well, they're, they're settled
0: combination-wise,
2: yeah. unlike some other they're sides. They're top four side, mate. Like yeah. the, 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 that's Gee, the look like
0: of the trial. The trial on Sunday, he's got to remember, they're a top four side, and they look slick, and he he was part of that looking mm. slick. And I, I, I wouldn't want to be benching him too much based on yeah. the way he played. Like why wouldn't you want him out there as much as possible? Yeah, and You think you probably will. Um, it, with each one we name here, I'll name my question
2: mark on him, which is why I'm a little bit tentative on some. And it's just that, that minutes. If he plays yeah. 60, he's he's going to be a bit of a wasted trade, potentially. Yeah. Uh, if he plays 65, he still might be okay. I think you need 70-plus to be someone who you're confidently locked down, which you could easily get. Don't get me wrong. I think you probably will. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick it. and He might be the one bloke. I've got one option open there in the back row. Uh, maybe he goes in, but a question mark but you're right him. it's a risk it's not a it's not an it's obvious not a lot must trade like yeah. you're,
0: you're looking and go could be upside but but you could you could make that decision after two weeks and like your strategy yep or you do the reverse later, and you him start in
2: for two weeks and yeah. then you can get rid of them if you need to the only thing with the reverse strategy to me is they're worth 450 odd where do you go from there yeah. if you start with top price you can go I'll, anywhere. I'll tell you you this one's
1: yeah. by, and it's all fair all fair play but you talk about where do you go i'm about to rattle off 12 back rowers with genuine like credentials for round one who could make a lot of money and be solid plugs at a good price that can free up cash to spend elsewhere in your team, you go to one of the other 12 who are who You're are right. Fired.
2: All 12 aren't going to fail, are no. they? So there's going to be an option there, which, yeah, look, Makes sense, doesn't it?
1: And if you can get them right based on a few uh, informed and educated decisions, well, you save that all important trade. No, it's a
2: fair point, T. Yeah. Williams, fair point.
1: All right, Spy, what's your f- watch your red flag with Murata Niacore? 419k. <laughs> I think he only averaged about 40 minutes last season. I-, I suspect he will play between an edge and middle this season with more time on the edge. He may end up just being an edge player, but there's a bit of chat that Ma- Mitchy Barnett might go to an edge for a while. I don't really understand that, but that's, that's the chat out of Warrior Land. Uh, Nick or a 419k looks pretty hard to fault for me.
2: Oh, mate, I th- he could be the pick of him to be honest. He's mm. a gun footballer. They'd be silly not to use him as much as possible. His points per minute in his career have been outstanding. Uh, the flag on him is simply roll. He's in a new club. Uh, what do they do with him? If he comes out and plays 40 or 50, you've got the shits and yeah, what a waste. But you're right, he's got, I think he could potentially be the pick of them moving forward just with his work rate and a bit of attacking upside uh, and just
1: being such a gun footballer mm. but new club we just don't know his role simple as that Adds a lot of talk around luke garner and i've got a slash hosking on this one because i think luke garner starts with the panthers in round one this season on the left edge in villiarmie kickhouse place or there's a bit of chat again that martin goes left edge in there somewhere it won't matter too too much so i'd prefer him on the left edge though um is he in your team at the moment? Because another one that... I, I struggle to fault, but at the same time, I suppose if, if he does get benched for Hosking or Sorensen or something, maybe he's a 60-minute man?
0: He is at the moment, um, but obviously that was before some of these other options started emerging. Yeah. I guess the only concern with him is... We all talk about the Panthers' left edge being a gun left edge, so many points, but that's been with <coughs> Viliami Kikau and so. Like, he's been a massive part of that left edge. And, like, you're taking out... Probably the most devastating yeah. second row in the comp out of this left edge. and We don't know whether that left edge is the same with Luke Garner in there. So, and I know he's still playing outside Luoy and all that sort of stuff, but he, he's in my side at the moment. But I, I'm going to keep an eye on all these <laughs> other second rows emerging and see whether, like, he could be a good antipod just to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Like, if everyone's on him, then I, I'm not sure he's that <coughs> guaranteed. but I just wonder with those
2: Penrith blokes as well, now that Hosking's well in that frame. Yeah. They share minutes more than what they expected. Potentially, again, there's so many flags it's around risk, this. Right? Yeah. But with Penrith, I think the easy one here is: if you're in doubt, they've got around three by. They're a bit like manly. You can wait. Yeah, you're the extra. Just week. see what True. happens in two weeks, and then you can make a call pretty definitively of who you're going to.
1: The other thing with him though is he averaged around 60 points with the Tigers in, in around that 70 odd minute. He can still score. Like worst case scenario, not worst case, but hopefully worst case scenario. If he does play sixty and gets spelled for 20, 25 minutes, he still scored really well in the past at the Tigers.
2: He's a great try scorer. He is. He's a good footballer actually. He's a great really like footballer. Yeah. So
1: at that yeah. price, I think he's really tempting. Adds Tommy Gilbert four ninety four k. Pretty 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 popular this uh, preseason. I do not like him one bit from a super coach standpoint. Averaged fifty eight minutes per game last season in a far superior team only averaged 47 points now i think the hype around him is that he spent time on the edge at the cowboys he moves to a middle this season might get through more work but in the Dolphins side i don't see any uh, a lot of opportunity for attacking points i don't think he would have them in any side playing in the middle uh, i struggle to see the hype
0: yeah i'm with you mate i think he's a good <coughs> player but i'm i'm just the dolphins just puts me off mm. like I, I look and think he'll be battling uh, again if we get it wrong you can bring him in down the track but he won't be in my starting side i just Why would I spend 500k on a Dolphins back row when you've got some of those other options? I just think there's not enough upside there for me.
1: It looks at this stage as though the storm edges might be Elias at Katoa at 411k and Trent Loyero at 365k. Now, these two intrigue me because (coughs) this is going on what I've seen early and, and a bit of gut feel, a bit of talk around the club that. Loyero's probably more locked into being an eighty-minute man on the edge for them. A lot of hype around him. Katoa looks fit as a fiddle. Uh, did in the preseason games. Scored a try there on the weekend. Loyero's a bit cheaper. Katoa's obviously got the upside there for them, doesn't he?
2: He's How- a tri- he's a try scorer out of the two. Yeah. Um, Loyero maybe as well, but i I remember owning uh, Elias of Katoa at the Warriors on in his rookie year, and he was probably a lot bigger than as well. He's probably trimmed up. He looks good. And he was very exciting. It was only injuries that sort of hurt him a bit that year but he's a try scorer runs a good line. A pretty good side there so he's actually the one I've got pencilled in right now Mm. uh, pending team list. I'd love some confirmation around the new recruits at Melbourne. uh, Tarek Sims to see what they're going to do. I think What's I can, yeah. I,
1: he's got a calf injury I believe should be good to go for round one if not round two or three so that throws more uncertainty yeah. into the mix another flag there, there, <laughs> there's so many the flags getting around everywhere at the moment yeah. Um, so yeah I, I suppose just around oh, I'm tempted to start with either of them I wouldn't have a clue which one Gutfield probably says you go the attacking upside of Katoa Yeah. But, man, they've got a lot of, uh, lot of options there. The last few I rattle through quite quickly, and you can give us a, a quick op if you like any of them. I'm not too big on any of them at this stage, but Kelman Tuolungi, Egan Butcher, oh, Raymond Fatala Mariner, Jack Murchie, Cohen Hess all around that 4 to 450K mark. Uh, Butcher's at 482. Spy, anyone there for you that, that's caught your eye?
2: Worth noting, Tuolungi
1: when he started at the
2: Tigers, was so good. He used to score a try off the bench seemingly every bloody week. Start of last year, he came out in his ordinary, to be mm. honest. I don't know if it's because he'd signed with Manly, mm. something went wrong. Then the back end of last year, he showed some signs again, but on the weekend, he was incredible. It's like a clone of uh, Oluquatu yep. on the left edge. Uh, again, it's that flag. Is he going to keep doing that? But, I mean, the fact you've seen it this year in a trial, I don't mind him. He's a good try scorer. he would be playing outside of Schuster, who will probably hit mm. out the back a bit, to be fair. But, um, again, he's someone that could really come to contention. Maybe a little bit risky starting with him, but huge watch list. And Egan Butcher, he racked up about nearly 50 tackles on the weekend. He's a beast. He's such a good player. Um, the only reason he's probably not in for me at the moment over Katoa is he's about 70k more and I can't quite get the money. Uh, but I'll tell you what,
0: Egan could be very special. Um, he's the one I'm looking at in that list. Yeah. So I can, I, the others for me, I'll, <coughs> I'll keep a watch on. But Egan Butcher, I thought you were interested in Egan Butcher. I thought I heard you in the potty say you were Yeah, he,
1: I am. Okay. I am, as I said, there's so many mid-range back rolls that have emerged, and I just want to see his minutes, yeah. because, you know, uh, we don't know any time frame for Angus Crichton, for starters, obviously that's not going to impact him early on, but Josh Wong, he was good in the trials, big raps on him, he's killed it in lower grades, I wonder, is he going to come on and take some minutes off him? The reason I sort of have the concern is that if they do want to get Josh Wong on there, bit of a chain of events here but because Connor watson got injured he was going to deputize for brandon smith at hooker and they'd pretty well be a straight switch but now that uh, watson's gone long term jake turban's on the bench he'll shift to Hooker, play some time there cheese spends time at lock when victor radley's off so i just think middles I don't know if there's time for Butcher to sort of shift in and spend much time in the middle. Maybe there is, but... We just don't know. That's the thing, flags isn't it? Flags, fly. They? Flags, yeah. flags. I reckon really
0: play- there's enough options there. i like, just listen to you there. There's enough options. You'd probably rather go a player where you don't think, oh, maybe one week later, Angus Crichton comes mm. in and he's out of the side. At least with, like, a Teague Wilton. The concern is, is he going to play 80 or 60? You're not concerned about whether yeah, he's going to You know he's pitches. starting. Job's yeah. Yeah. Really he, can Butcher, he, he might have a great round one and just not be there in round two. Yep. That's the issue with those... So I guess the couple big question
2: cars. is, I'll I'll throw it at you now, mm. is there merit? I mean, there's merit in all options, I believe. But yeah. Is there merit in just starting with an absolute gun and dropping them back to who you like? Obviously, that probably also depends on who that extra money gives you in your side. Yeah. So if it's a nice upgrade elsewhere, yeah. it's probably worth it. If it's not a
0: huge upgrade, then maybe it is worth it. Yeah, starting. I like your strategy because yeah. it sounds like you're going to start a couple of guns, second rowers, and then you'll switch back to one of these... Whoever makes sense, and then you're going to start with Sammy Walker and potentially start beefing upgrade up. him to yeah. Oh, yeah that's what I'm thinking. Because you're going to need a lot of money to upgrade mm. there. Yep, you need that's, that's how I do it. Basically. You need a plan to do that. yeah. So. yeah. That's yeah, what I'm interesting. thinking. I'll, I'll, to be honest, I've got to spend more time on my side. I'm yeah. I'm there, you know, it's only in i Ads
1: has been uh, busy at the Super Bowl yeah. and Phoenix Open Golf, so yeah. if you're <laughs> wondering why we haven't had time down,
2: you poor bugger. Yeah, tough, tough. Yeah, tough, yeah.
1: Uh, so speaking of blokes who haven't looked at their Supercoach side, I forgot to introduce at the start of the show. <laughs> I'm still getting used to this studio life, very different to a recording from your bedroom. So, uh, Maddie the Waterboy. Maddie, have you opened your team up yet? How are you?
3: You know what, Timmy? It's actually <laughs> really good timing. I actually registered my account this morning. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, I've, I'm, I'm officially in business. I haven't got a team name or anything yet, but I'm. <laughs> or a team. <laughs> I've, no, I haven't got any players yet, but I'm, I'm listening with a. With a, with a fine ear and yeah. uh, I'm sure maybe by next Tuesday I'll have maybe a full back.
1: You've got real guru vibes to you, mate. You sit there and, you know, play the innocent card. Oh, I'm new <laughs> to this game. You know, you've got excuses if you go poorly. But you've just been soaking in all pre-season. You have a gun team round one and you're like, oh, this is easy.
3: Man, I've been sitting here. You've been seeing me on my laptop. I haven't been doing work. I've been just taking notes. <laughs> taking notes. I'm going to use it all against you.
1: Jotting notes. Yeah. Mate, your bunnies uh two weeks ago they were going to win the comp then they had a few injuries to their middles and we put a line through them i think you said they probably won't win a comp for another three to five years
3: uh, i bit, don't remember saying that one
1: charity share win on the weekend you must be yeah, the, the is pretty i mean you beat the dragons, so take that as you yeah will.
3: beating the um premiership favorites the dragons which was <laughs> yeah. nice good to get a good to get a big win there but um Saint
1: george not st helens oh
3: sorry sorry <laughs> getting mixed up um yeah i guess my eye on the weekend was the middles because that's where the injuries have been and it was i kind of found it found it strange or not strange found it interesting that um david wiley i know the numbers didn't really matter mm. but on the like when you're looking at it when chuck mitchell seemed to get the jump over moali when you just look at the look at the team list now they played similar minutes they did similar things so i don't really know if that's anything to look into but um yeah i'm i'm hoping David wiley gets a a big crack this year and and he played well on the weekend so fingers crossed
1: what did you make of isaac thompson
3: yeah he he didn't do a lot but i mean south played south just destroyed dragons through the middle we Mm. didn't we didn't even the wingers were getting cold out there the ball didn't even get out there so yeah he didn't he didn't really get a chance to do much So. um, Not looking into that. I think he'll definitely be there round one because Tane's still suspended. So um, we're up against Cronulla, obviously, Premiership heavyweight. So it'll be be interesting to see how he goes against that. Tough
1: start to the season. Guys, Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys have mentioned to me they're getting a lot of you guys contacted them recently about debt consolidation. You've got a few different credit cards or loans with multiple repayments. They can merge them all into one. Magic, with a single repayment at a much lower rate, meaning essentially less stress, more money in the pocket. Uh, It really is a great option for a lot of people with their debts getting out of hand. I know it can also probably be a bit of a sensitive topic for some people and a bit of a sensitive issue But rest assured, you're not alone. There are many people in the same boat. So Patty and George, they're here to help. They can help with these sorts of things. Uh, Better yet, mention you're an SC Playbook listener and they'll give you a free plan on how to get your debts in order. That's a $129 saving when you mention SC Playbook. Boys, let's get stuck into our squad breakdowns. We've got five to get through. We've already had a lot on the show so far. So we probably won't spend as much time on them as we have in previous episodes. But we'll start with add your doggies, their draw to start the season. Seagulls away, Storm away, very tough. Into the Tigers at home, Warriors away, Cowboys at home. First five rounds, strength of schedule rating, my rating based on uh, not a hell of a lot, to be honest. One being the toughest, 10 being the easiest. No, I have, I've taken in a few different considerations and I've got it as a four out of 10 against the first two rounds, particularly tough. Um, I'll start with you on the doggies, and, and we'll essentially break into backline, uh, backs and forwards. The one on everyone's lips is Hayes Perham, who, mate, I saw him in the trials and played the All Stars game, played the doggy second trial. I, I still don't know what to make of him.
0: I, I suspect everyone's in the same boat, right? Mm. Like, he's only played one trial game for the dogs. Um, at the start of the pre season, I don't think anyone would have thought. Hayes Perrin was going to be the fullback, but I know he's he's been great at training and obviously that's why he's there. Uh, I I would just say like everyone else, like you, you've got a free look at him for a couple of weeks and if he's killing it, you can bring him in. Yeah. But I'm not going to be starting with I just think there's a lot of other lot of other options there that look a bit more got a bit more information at this point to know what to do. But um, yeah, obviously as a dogs fan and a board member. I hope he kills it and he's yeah. <laughs> he scoring doubles for the first couple of weeks, but uh, we'll,
2: we'll watch. The other thing is with Hayes, he's a little bit more expensive than a bunch of those guys. Yeah. Uh, he's like
0: 370 odd,
2: as opposed to maybe a 300 type. That's a fair bit of money that can go on your opening side, so I think that's probably pretty relevant. Yeah. Just well, being in
0: a Taruva in front of him every day of the week, right? Like
2: yeah. cheaper and at the edge you'd, of the back. Like 100k, road. and yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. Just that quietly road. on the doggies. Yeah, man. Not to make you nervous, but. <laughs> tough opening especially if like warriors and tigers start the year defensively okay that becomes a tough opening five weeks so Yeah, yeah no pressure mate forward, I hope the, they start it's well it's a little bit i reckon it's a bit harsh I it's a a three.
1: bit harsh first I it's a five rounds
0: yeah <coughs> well, there's three three bottom eight teams there from last year
1: The Seagulls at Brookie round one, Tommy Turbo there. I just think that's a different kettle of fish. Pre season challenge winners. I don't think anyone gave a rats about it. but We lost that game
0: 13 12 last year and we should have won it. And we're a better team than last year. We'll we'll see. I I, I think we can win
1: that game. Yeah. And then I think the other factor was (laughs) just the Warriors being in New Zealand as well. If it was in, uh, in Sydney, that'd be different. But.
0: Yeah, we top saved our, our worst performance of the year last year for the Warriors in New Zealand. We were we got flogged over there. <coughs> yeah. So I'm going to that game. I hope it's better than last year. Should be oh, good. Then he got yeah. top
2: four Tigers in round four or something. So mate, yeah. start well. well, well that's storm all. Storm
0: in round two. Storm round two is obviously yeah. the brutal one. But and
1: then in my so I've done that around the first five rounds. Uh, Cowboys round five
0: as well. Some tough games. Yeah, it's not look. It's not an easy start, but I don't think there's any easy games in the NRL this year, is there? Like I, I we don't really know yet what. <coughs> What a tough draw is, but it's, it's not an easy first five rounds. Especially early on, mate. I, I yeah. think
1: that's the thing. I, there will be, because there will be teams who are battling and then they get injuries and suspensions and it all builds on top of each other. And that's when you get blowouts. But early in the season, we don't. So I think we need to take these early season draws with a grain of salt a little mate, bit.
0: L- last year in round one, I think the Knights touched up the Roosters, remember? Mm. By round 10 or 20, you, you just laugh at that result. Yeah. So you just. It is a bit... You never quite know, yeah, do you? To start don't really season. know what's going to happen early on, but... It is fun to
2: stir you up a little bit, though. Yeah, no, you can
0: yeah. stir that. Be um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, um, everyone's been talking up the dogs, I think, a little bit too much. Like, I think, I think we're going to have a better year than last year. I think it's really exciting. There's a lot of good things happening. But I would just temper expectations. So If we, if we can make the eight, I think that would be a fantastic year, yeah. to be honest. Just real quickly and, on that. Yeah. Not necessarily super wides,
2: but yeah. I think to make the eight this year there's going to be some really good sides that miss out. I think it's yeah. quite tricky to do it, just looking at the balance of sides. Definitely. So, sides that you might finish, the Dogs might finish 10th and have a really good season yeah. uh, and be building nicely. I think it could be tough
0: to make that out. But if you look at last year, um, without boring you, <coughs> if you look at last year, the difference between 8th and, say, 10th was actually not just two positions. Later, it was a lot of wins. But mm. like, there was a really big difference between the top nine teams and the rest. So the Broncos were close. obviously. Raiders and Broncos out. were a bit different. Yeah. The rest different, were a long way away. Yeah. And the Dragons were up there, but... <laughs> yeah, it really, it's Does that even count? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but but so there was there was a huge gap. So those teams at the bottom, even though I think a lot of them are going to improve, they have to improve a lot, and they have to you have to find someone who's going to go worse. And I, there's no obvious team to me that you say, yeah, they're going to. That's the big one. Drop who out. drops out? Yeah. like I'm sure someone will, but who will it be? And yeah, yeah, like Penrith, Penrith are obviously weaker than last year, but they're not going to miss the eight. That's it. So it's it, it's going to be tough for anyone to kind of find their way to the eight. And I, I think it's going to be pretty tight around that bottom end of the eight. Big so yeah, realistically downs. I don't think I don't it's no it's no gimme at all to make the yeah. eight. I think it's a lot of hard work. And you know, we're we're playing the long game with the dogs around getting the right team for the long it's term. It's not a one year really plan, is it? That. It's not at all, mate. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of young kids coming mm-hmm. to clubs, a lot of good things happening. I mean but it's you, not about just trying to optimise for twenty twenty three and then worrying next year about twenty twenty four. a lot of and
1: and term, what mate. better example of that was the fact that you said no to Mitch Moses, you know. You have, by all the reports, and certainly not coming from yourself. Uh, the dogs had a genuine crack at them, and they said no. We're building for the future, not necessarily 2023. Uh, and you went with a young fella who, on all reports, is an absolute star. Who, I hope, what's his name?
0: Carl o- 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 Olawu. Oluapu. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. He's I- exciting. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he goes. He's a young kid. He's 18 years old. He's you know he's only been at the club a few weeks. In training i know he's, he's smashing blokes at training apparently which is great Whoa. tigers but bulldogs uh, 2025 grand final is that what you're telling me uh i'm not sure about the tigers massive <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2024 is our year because it's always every every year that ends in a four we make the grand final there so. you go yeah watch out for next year
1: uh to be honest the rest of those doggies players were chiefies we've spoken about we spoke about <coughs> maddie burton and a bunch of others so we'll move on Got
2: i quickly from. mention Reid Money. Absolutely, um, you can spy you
1: can do yeah, that, mate. You better let me uh. oh, Probably the least intimidating threat I've ever been given in my entire life What do you, what do you got for us, mate?
2: Uh, he averaged 68 as It was the COVID year, but he was a hooker as well mm. So that obviously benefited outside backs a lot more um, Just, And we can probably check with you now But I feel like he's going to play a bigger role than he did at Parramatta. It looks that way. Uh, yeah. And he's actually How really good. good. Uh, I've yeah. seen him do it a little bit for Parramatta at times. Yeah. His running game's good. He can offload. Yeah. Uh, he can kick 40-20s. He could be
0: awesome. I think I, he might have a bit more of a licence to attack than <coughs> last mm. year as well. Like he, he seemed to be held back a bit at the Eels, mm. but that's not from talking to him, by the way. That's just mm. <coughs> as a fan.
2: So I yeah, think he could be someone you maybe to start with or just keep a really close eye on around that hooker
0: position. Yeah. Could be good. I'm probably with you, mate. I think you last week you said, just keep it simple. Like, Harry Grant's the best soccer receiver coach. Mm. I'm going Harry Grant. Yeah. I know you're tossing up all sorts of names, but um, I'm just gonna go with Harry and Brandon Smith because it just seems so obvious. Yeah. And sometimes the obvious thing is, you know, De- the right Desi's
2: Latin phrase, I haven't learned it yet, but that play again.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to the Parramatta Eels, and they start the season with the storm at home, sharks at home, seagulls away, Panthers at home, roosters away. Dear Lord. That's brutal. One <laughs> out of ten. Toughest opening in the competition. Uh, what a what a really difficult start for them. So, uh, I suppose the big chat, Spy, is around the edge back rollers. Your boy, Sean Lane, you put the mocker on him, he's gone. Yep. Uh, for an extended period with, a, I believe it was a broken jaw, was it? And yeah. then, so Matt Dory in a bit of doubt for round one, but he's about 240K. Looks a great, cheapy option. Jack Murchie's about 430. <laughs> Uh, big watch on the back row, Jermaine Hopgood. If he's not in your team for round one, sort your shit because he like West. he's a bloke we could be saying cut rounds in. Just captain him. He, he looks that good.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's he's a weapon.
1: Um, anyone in that forward pack spy that that does interest you I, again. But what we spoke at the back row was with Matt Dory If his name round one, he's going to be pretty enticing. I don't think there's too much to go to go into with that one, uh, and then. Back line, I find it hard to go around any backline players because of that draw to start the season. Now, I know it's not the be-all and end-all, but Gutherson, there's still uncertainties around who's going to get the centre and wing roles. There's uncertainty around the Blake's injury, Bailey Simonson, Sean Russell's tipped to get one spot, it might be Hayes Dunster, Zach Sini, the former Tigers come from the clouds, to he couldn't have a centre spot. So, that like...
2: Only one I'd take would be Hayes Dunster. Mm-hmm. His basement price after his injury. Um, if he ends up on would it be the right wing. You don't have to play him early. You just plug him in. Hope he holds that spot. I think he's a pretty good player. Before he got hurt, he was starting to play some pretty good footy. Uh, and if if he does get given the round one spot after basically not playing last year, that's obviously a very positive signs. So I'd love to have him on my bench if known. But let's see how. That's really a round one discussion for next week. I think once we know teams.
1: So spy from about. First thing to note with Para is that they they play all three of the major buy rounds, so they're going to be extremely relevant over that period. Uh, the second thing is that their draw does open up big time from about round six, so guys like Brown and Mitch Moses they're a huge watch for me from Target. there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I looked at Mitch to potentially start with him because I think he's in for a massive year, um, and that draw scared me immediately off, but. Yeah, if you could plug him in for sort of around six or seven over that origin period, then he'll probably end up playing. But if he doesn't, he could be absolute magic, him and Brownie in the halves, just to
0: take you through that tricky period of the mm. year. Could be good.
1: Ads, uh, anyone you wanted to touch on at Parramatta?
0: No, I think you've touched on it. I think um, Hopgood's the obvious one. I mean, he's a must, but I don't think any of the others really appeal at the moment, pending mm. pending the naming of the side. I feel like Hopgood's the only, unless I'm forgetting someone obvious here, must have people say Is he, it must
2: have hot goods probably the only one in the whole comp that's an a- you actually have to have him you just have yeah. to
0: well, you're <laughs> not really playing if you don't like you <coughs> no. the wrong guy i think it <laughs> was
1: in the all-stars game he had uh, granted this was a little bit skewed by nrl stats which give a few more tackles but he had something like seven 65 70 in base plus offloads and tackle bus and it was in the All Stars attack
2: game. he's so good
1: uh the west tigers who uh, got a bit lucky on the weekend against the raiders in the trial game they did well to get away with that one by about 40 points <laughs> but that's right trials mean nothing we know that their draw to start the season titans at home knights at home bulldogs away storm away broncos away seven out of ten rating for me once again 10 being the easiest so it's a really good draw to start the season spy again i think we've spoken about adam dewey uh, in Spage, and i think we're all pretty keen on him he's locked into my team the big factor with dewey man, obviously he's playing a vastly superior team we hope at least on paper to last season NRL physio drops it all the time but two years back from an acl injury there is a history of, of significantly enhanced supercoach scoring so all in on adam dewey what about the rest of the back line mate because a bit like Parramatta's outside backs, there's still question marks on who gets named round one. Tommy Talia is the one on everyone's lips. Junior Tupu was really good on the weekend. Ken Mamalo got injured and he's out for a while. So Tupu and Taliau were potential cheapies for round one.
2: Yeah, I'm a little bit excited about the Tigers' prospects. They've, sort of, they've been okay in attack for a few years now. Defence has been their biggest issue. So super coach-wise, they've still been semi-relevant. But, you know, they're really good on the weekend. I know it's just a trial, but it's an exciting period for them in terms of They've got some experience now and some class to add to some, some young players who are pretty good. I think the blend could be nice. In terms of that back line, if I go through it there, they're nearly all candidates. Junior is a really good young player. If he gets the left wing spot, haven't checked his price, but I think he'll be a nice mm-hmm. potential lock-in. I had Kenny Mamalo, but he lasted like five minutes on the weekend. So after last year's knee concerns, I couldn't put him in again for the rest of the year now, I don't think. I actually had him as my left winger. I couldn't do it. If that's carried over to this season, I'm not taking him. Um, junior Tupou did a lot of his damage in New South Wales Cup last year, I believe.
1: 334k um, Tupou. <coughs> Awkward
2: price for job security. It is a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, because if Kenny comes back round two, probably hard to take him. Mm. you probably prefer to lay on that right edge. The other one worth noting is Brett Naden a 33 how average.
1: how Good does Brent Naden look? Yeah,
2: he's always oh, boys, had boys, boys. He's always yeah. had talent. Doggy like Dog. Lyle, <laughs> <the>
0: future M <laughs> winning centre. This is not me speaking as a Bulldogs board member, but you can't have Brent Naden. Can, like. I can't, can't Can I talk to you? Can watch last year's replays. Can I talk to you as a numbers man, out.
2: not a rugby league man. It, man? Oh, he's based on 33 average. He's priced at and he's averaged 50 consecutively in the past. He's cheap. That's a yeah. that's a 17 I'll, I'll be, point I'll increase. be watching
0: on from the outside.
1: Ads will speak you. How about you, Spy, talking to an actuary over here about numbers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I tell you a thing about numbers and stats? Come at me, mate. It's, all right, you can have Come a go.
0: it's not a bad effort.
1: Hey, <laughs> I don't I, I <laughs> had, Are you a Tigers
0: fan, mate? Yeah, I'm a bit of a,
2: yeah, a sneaky Tigers, Tigers fan now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Tough, tough time. Uh, Stefano Utakamanu <laughs> adds 319K. Averaged 33 minutes last season for a score. Average of 30 points. That was real injury-affected. Yep. The year before, in one of essentially his rookie year. I mean, he played a few games the year before, but 45 minutes per game for 52 average. Upside, looked good in the trials, skipped them in rea- uh, the first trial. Busted tackles, scored a try. He looks a lock and load for me.
0: Yeah, no <coughs> brainer. I, I started with him last year, I think, because he was so good the year before. I think and then, I did and then the injuries hurt him. But yeah. he's just got such a super coach-friendly game as well. He scores tries. He's just... I think if he's if he's named in that starting side, he's close to a um, no-brainer as it gets. I reckon. Yeah, I think there's
2: some minor concern around the minutes, just given how stacked they are in the pack. But he's a young, like really good footballer. He's named captain, I think, in the trials even. So they obviously got big raps on him. I just said, running off Appy close to the line, he loves it. Tr- loves a four-pointer, mm. big meat pie. So you get him in, even. I'd be a little bit concerned. I initially had him starting in my side. Um, that might make me a little bit nervous if you've got no depth in the front row on your bench. I think he might be a better plug on your bench, potentially. Mm. Just well, if he comes out and plays 38, 40 minutes, you might yourself. He could average 35, 40 and be... Yeah. Which might kill you, but yeah. I get it. <clears throat> if you're playing
0: him in your... If you're forced to play him in your 17, it could mm. be a small risk you there. Let's go back and look at the way he ended 2021. 20, he went nuts. He Dominant. Was nuts. like... Because Timmy Moody, remember, who, who won... Mm. He had him in his side and he kept him there. And all the teams chasing him out, Payne Haas. And I remember thinking, oh, that's a big risk for him. He's got Stefano oh. and all these other teams. And he was outscoring Haas every week. He was just killing it. <laughs> I remember fun, thinking, eh? oh, what a crazy pair he's outscoring Payne Haas. So at that point, it was like the premium front rower. So yeah. even if he played 40 minutes I'd, at that price, I know what you mean, whether you bench him or start him, but he's in my side. Whether he starts or not, yeah. I don't know. But it's in the and just the other Tigers fella, Luma. know what he's done in the past. If
2: the vibe around Concord and Leichhardt and Campbelltown is as good as it's made out to be, and he's fired up and gets back to running 20, 25 times a game on the end of an an improved uh, forward pack back backline, he could be in for a massive season. I feel like maybe it's just a wait and see, though.
1: Um, Because his base dropped to 24 last year, and the staple of his Supercoach scoring, he's one of the all-time great CT dubs in Supercoach, has been that 35-plus base at his best – yeah. You just want to see it first, Because he really fell off. The thing about it, he fell off the face of the earth last season, Supercoach-wise, and he still averaged about 55. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Dewey, fit and healthy, loves the cutout
2: ball. Does love it. I cutout. am tempted to start with him round one. I'm just not sure. 58 he
1: averaged round last round. season, and we're like, he was, yeah. you know, quiet.
2: 2020 for the Tigers, who they weren't going all that great, though their attack was okay. Yeah. He averaged 76.
1: And that wasn't <laughs> even the, that, that one-off 2021 <laughs> record-breaking So He did it before The then. year before. So, so yeah. The COVID when they hadn't trained. We'll have a, look, uh, have a look next week and see if we can fit him in, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, and, add, can you get your opinion? Desi Creek, he Desi put his uh, team reveal on website today – there was no Isaiah Papali'i because he's all-talked that bloke. You know what? I won't even say that, Desi. He backs up some of his road chat. I'll, I'll give that to him. He'll do it. He, he will do it. <laughs> and if you tell him he's a coward and he, he's, he's backtracking, well, he'll just do, go it and more. do it to piss you off. Yeah, yeah. to make point. <laughs> Isaiah Papali'i, His argument was, uh, I assume, when you were sitting there at the Super Bowl, you had SC Playboy plugged into you and you are on top of Desi's uh, insights. But I have I have
0: heard of that, actually. Yeah, yeah.
1: D- yeah. Desi was sort of under the impression that... You know, we said all this last year, you can't do it again, he won't hurt you, and he did, and we were all wrong. He's tempted by him. Can you
0: make a case? Uh, I think I'm more with you, mate. I think uh, the guy's a gun. Like, he's a great player. But I, at that price, I just think there's too much uncertainty there. He's now running off the Tigers halves rather mm. than Moson Brown. Like, I, I, no, I can't make a case at that price. But I know what Des <coughs> is saying, like, we're all going to end up with him because he's the top yeah. second row forward and he's going to be the same. I, I just think at that price he can wait. And then see whether it's true or not. And and I don't think it's going to hurt you not having him because I don't think many teams are going to mm. start with him. And I think there are some other gun second rowers. There's actually quite a few. Yeah. But well, we haven't talked about a guy like David Fafita. Yeah. David fafita has got just as much upside or more than. than uh, uh, far, far cheaper, to, yeah. Just quickly
2: on that, da- just while you mentioned David Fafita, he ran a few sweep lines on the weekend in the trial. Massive The kick out
1: sweep, yep, which if, leads to a lot of points. Yeah, he got the a try tip,
2: tips off on for a try assist, or he gets a one on one with the centre, and they are no chance. So, love to see it. I didn't really do.
0: Did they actually pass him the ball at any point? Not heaps, yeah. but when they did, it was in good position. More than his four uh, touches. And in up. fairness, yeah. they
2: scored four tries in the first about 10 minutes down yeah. the left, so they didn't have much chance. But that was a big, big note of mine. Justin
1: Holbrook finally <laughs> coming to the fore and tailoring Fifi's game around super coach, which is it's all we've asked for, for a few years. It's only a small ask, but <laughs> uh, boys uh, the other thing with Papaliti, not available at front row forward this season. Yeah. That was the thing. massive factor in he him. was yeah. the must
0: front row forward last yeah. year because he was just so much better than us, But I was just thinking second row, like there's other like there's guys like Cam Murray who are arguably just as strong if not stronger. Yeah and probably more certain about their role than Papalihi. You know, Way so more so. chance of picking up Papalihi 100k cheaper
2: than any of the other
1: yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, the Cronulla Sharks, the last of our previews, start the season with games against the Rabidos at home. Eels away, Raiders away, very tough first three rounds, especially that Raiders game. Whoa. Dragons away, Warriors at home. It's a, f- it's a funny little one, so <coughs> uh, schedule rating for me 6 out of 10, so it's not too bad, it's not too bad. They looked hot in the trials. Uh, it's a funny one around Nico Hines because you think oh it'll start without him those first three tough games But then into the Dragons and Warriors you think oh, they're the games where we know Nico only needs one game to, to pump out 180 and just Even if you start slow one game to burn you so if you don't start with him, well. when do you buy
2: just on Nico? I've obviously spoken all pre-season about Potentially avoiding him just due to the price and whatever and hoping for a drop there as soon as Sean Lane went down, I had about <laughs> 400 grand to play with. <laughs> i like, oh, maybe I yeah. do put Nico in. Um, so I'm still – now that I've got that extra cash and I've got bikes like Brimson, Sammy Walker, I could just as easily plug Nico straight in now and go Schuster to 5.8. So find out next week what i do. I probably won't decide that till about one minute before kick-off in the Sharks game. Do my best work under pressure, Adsy. So.
0: I've been running without him, like you, like you have. And then you've watched that game <clears> – <throat> Again, I don't know if you guys saw the trial on Sunday, but yep. the Sharks look good, and he just looks so good. Like, everything runs through him. He I just feel looked, like he even more than like last year, so than last year so I thought.
2: Good. He swung left a lot. Yeah. Um, he played second receiver
0: outside and it felt like it was even more than last year. Yeah, I just um, feel like he's match-up proof almost. Like, that. like, like I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. He could be like the Papaliki <laughs> argument from Dez. Like, yep. You're going to want him. <laughs> ...and he could hurt you not having him. Are we, are we mad not starting him? I don't know. It's just so yeah. expensive. I,
1: I, is it... <laughs> is it again? Are we overthinking it? It's like, I'm with you. He was in my first draft for the season... ...and then he hasn't been in it since because I'm like... ...I think, oh, you know, at 900k and he has to average 85 to 90 to even hold value. <laughs> And you think, right? Oh, you want to be building value early season, but also if he does hold value at ninety, a uh, ninety average, that's bloody good score. Massive, and he can build. He elsewhere. could be a
0: pod captain option against yeah. the Dragons, because not because other yeah. people are all holding off, <coughs> waiting to get him later. And you captain him against the Dragons, he could go berserk. Yeah, you know, I'm going to keep looking. And
1: yeah, my issue is, and here's what I might even do, thinking out loud. clearly Cleary's going nowhere. There's chat of like. You know, Cleary didn't look great. Penrith didn't look great on the weekend. Uh, the Sharkies have looked fantastic. Nico was brilliant in his two trials. But Nick, Cleary's going nowhere for me. Cheese isn't going anywhere. And I'd almost feel bad after just Harry Grant all pre-season if, right. I, if I dropped him. And I don't want to. So I'd have to be Tanner Boyd, which I'm not filthy on. But if I make that money, that room for Nico Hines, avoid Tanner Boyd, and then let's say Nico starts slow the first few rounds. So he was supposed to be to drop cash. Him to Tanner, or whoever it might be, Sammy Walker, whoever. And then that is all your cash for all your trades
0: the next round, three, four, five. But then
2: you go without Nico for how long? Ages. We don't really want to do that once the draw opens but up. no,
0: just, just say Nico has two slow games against that tough opposition. And then the soft games re- come up. You, you really do you know just when he's about to play the Dragons? Don't do that
2: I'm to yourself, purely for the torture of yeah, trying to make those say. decisions. <laughs> uh, uh, I think either, either buy him and stick. <coughs> just on Harry versus or, um, Nico, I'm team Nico by a long way, to be honest, given how Melbourne's going. I don't know if you saw the game on the weekend. Their mm. go forward wasn't great. Uh, I didn't see the second half and then came out of line break, but... I think it's just going to be a tough grind for Melbourne this year and Sharks could just Sharks were good some Sharks, damage. And
0: he's a goal kicker for the Sharks Everything runs me. through him like, yeah. How
1: fun would he be to own those first few hours knowing oh. he's at 15-20% Yeah
0: I think I'm convinced now, I've just got to make it Yeah,
1: Yeah, <laughs> now I've got to find 800k <coughs> It's easy for you
0: because you've got Daniel Tupo There's such an obvious cut from your side Oh
1: <laughs> Just
0: oh well we've got our numbers man here how many
1: weeks have you had that bullet in the barrel for (laughs) (laughs) mate?
2: you've been waiting for your chance there um just let's run some numbers real quickly for me it's as simple as going i want nico anyway for that saints game and i know how i'm going to get him from sammy walker so do i go sammy walker and brimson or do i go nico and a lower place player in my 17 it probably works out that brimson and sammy walker have the upside and potential cash generation that's still where i'm at i think yeah.
0: and so what what round are you going to bring in nico in
2: so he's around four versus saints which is so sammy which saints is sammy walker's buy so yeah, it works okay. out beautifully yeah yeah,
0: yeah yeah that's nice i like that mm. now i've heard you spruking that one and yeah. i do like it because the, the roosters draw and it's costing a trade but it's costing a trade for like points it could be worth a lot yeah just on
2: add a topic to next week roosters starts over the last few years they still worry me a little bit you come uh, into a
1: question on that surely sp- okay. spy good yeah. to see you've done your research for the show today mate <laughs> <laughs>
0: um well, the dolphins might be a different round one opponent than I, uh, previous uh, opponents that's it well. isn't it
1: yeah yeah um <coughs> big decisions around nico Hines. really really big decisions uh before we let you go ads you gotta take off backline players there Willie talo and katoa Love love a good old-fashioned edge switch. So Muli Tarlow, who played predominantly on the right last year, I believe, went to the left for the trial on the weekend. Katoa on the right. Now, I know Muli Tarlo scored a double, but one was off a kick. I can't remember how he scored the other one. I prefer the right edge winger at the Sharks, and I think they've scored significantly better over the past, what they did last season, because Nico Hines predominantly on that right edge, and it's just a good place to be. I get the feeling this year, the Sharks, that might even
2: out a little bit. Um, but I still don't know if I'd wanna uh, maybe you could start with them. I'd still go Mulitalo if going anyone.
1: My problem yeah. with talking about all these back row, mid mid tier options, so many to, to take an option from. The Sharks back line. Katoa, Talico, Ramion, yeah. Mulitalo, Kennedy to a lesser degree, and then you had Nico, and they're like any one of them could start off averaging ninety or thirty. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> which which one is it? Well Yeah. And it comes down to when I own them because Mulletaro, when I brought him in last year, went from champion to chump. <laughs> and Talakai, I've just got, I am. I mean, you know, i cursed with Talakai, and he looked good on the weekend. Like yeah. he looked. I, I, oh. I know you guys been talking about him, and I was thinking, no, yeah. oh, there's no way I'm going to get sucked into Talakai. <laughs> Never happening. And then I watched him. I'm like, man, he, he played well. He, he off season score, of sharpening up the skills. Yeah, he just he just looked. Just running that shape bustling every time he, ran. Nah. he wasn't running at Morgan Harper like that Teague, one game either So
1: we've spruiked how good he is when Teague Wilton's in the side We spoke yeah. about over it over again about the structure change I might have said this in a previous episode, doesn't matter Five games where Teague Wilton played 80 minutes last season Talakai averaged 100 points per game I know it's a small sample size But there's method to the madness uh, Again, not, not one I'll start with
0: But oh, you just... You, I like him. Yeah, I'm not starting with him either, yeah. just because I, yeah, you got to you got to um, spend your money where you, positions you wanted. But if someone wanted to start with Telecott, I, you couldn't say it's a ridiculous move. Like the way he's playing, he could he could be an awesome POD if that's the way you wanted to go. Yeah, excellent. It's not base. what I'm going to do, but yeah. yeah, he's he looked good.
1: Uh, regarding any bench for like cheapies, there, <laughs> Royce Hunt, he copped a, uh, an injury, I believe. During before the trial on the weekend. So question marks around him. I think that they're going to go with a four forward bench and Connor Tracy might miss out because there's so much versatility across their entire side. It it affords them the luxury. Of picking four forwards so i have question marks over their entire pack let's wait for that round one team but i suspect they'll probably all be avoids. uh ads you have got the bulldog season launch to go to mate i do so we'll love you and leave you Thank after you, that mate. tupu jab you'll uh good to have you for the season we'll see you in 2024.
0: thanks mate pleasure and have a look at tupo i think there's opportunities there to
1: the problem with Tupu is, I was looking at cutting him anyway to free up money elsewhere, but now if I do it, though, everyone's just like, oh, you're just following DeRoussey and he's back and you're following his advice. No, okay. no, now you can't. I won't. I won't now I that. can't. <laughs> no, you're, you're <laughs> can. Yeah, you can uh. You
0: can't. better do. Yeah, anyway. and if he scores five against don't the get wrong, Dolphins. He's a great supercoach player. Like, I don't, I'm not questioning that. Like, he's a great, and he's consistent, all that sort of stuff. I just, I just think with all these other players we're talking about, you this know who so plays much. the
2: Dolphins round one, though? Yeah, no, he does.
0: He, <laughs> he does. Could, could get four or five. Yeah, I've, just, I've never been an owner, so I'm, yeah. I, maybe I haven't experienced that joy. I that like you know, owning him. It's quite. I, well, he's, I feel I know, safe. Now we're going to have a better conversation. He, he does have a good base. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great player. I'm just surprised you're going with him in your starting side, but Mate, now you're locked in. One thing I thought <laughs> I'd never say Greg, Greg Marzu made his name into my. his way into my stream for
1: all of about 15 seconds <coughs> over the weekend, and yeah. then I thought, no, don't do it, David. <laughs> I do can't it. do
0: it. Got sucked in. Uh, oh, it wasn't he three years ago. It's been, it's been uh, just hey, outside Caleb
2: Ponger. He still could be all right. Don't get me wrong. All right, uh, I'm gonna run on those. Cheers, you know. cheers, on. The cheers, boys. Enjoy Thank him, mate. You, mate. See you next
1: week. Thanks, guys. Guys, better. We're excited to link up with Better for the 2023 <clears throat> footy season. Each round of the season, we'll be producing exclusive SC playbook special markets of our own. This week, uh, I mean, I just spoke <laughs> about the Dolphins, and I'm not real keen on them. We're going to put a market together. They're just going against them early in the season or across the entire season. That market we'll put up across our socials and in our articles at some point. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, there will be a link to that market there to make it easy for you. Of course, for those aged 18 plus only, and please gamble responsibly. Spy, let's pump through a few questions to wrap up the show. And, mate, we're going to start with a question from Jordan Lees around... That left edge at the Newcastle Knights says where he says pretty keen on one of the Knights wing centres, maybe Bradman best gets ball from Ponga. What do you think? And I'm going to tie that into the entire left edge, Marzu. <coughs> we've probably chatted about Ponga. Actually, you can add Ponga into it because I didn't. We suspect he won't be kicking goals, and I just want to. He's such a big talking point. So, <coughs> Ponga left edge, super soft draw to start the season. Anyone? Uh, I
2: actually don't hate Marzu. The reason is, I mean, A's capable of tries outside mm. KP, of course, but he's a tackle-busting machine. He busted, like, nine tackles in yeah, that. He had three line breaks, which he doesn't necessarily need space to do, and he runs a heap, so straight away he's got a I massive know. base there, plus try scoring potential. Yeah, I don't hate starting with him. I wish he was maybe somewhere in a more settled side with combinations, but if anyone's starting with him, I, I find it hard to knock that. I don't mind
1: it. Des so, Creek. Desi, Desi Creek's Creek. got it. Of course he does.
2: Yeah, don't hate it. Um, Pogner, I was spoken about before, that concussion risk is a little bit too much for me early. Yeah. I don't want to start with a three. He got hit high in the first minute on the yeah, weekend. I and I was like, is he going to go off? He didn't. didn't. But yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> I do think he's, this could be wrong, but I feel like he's more chance, or he's more chance to get knocked out at fullback. Flying high a lot, landing on the
1: ground awkwardly and all that sort of stuff. So I believe, mm. yeah, NRL Fidger had stature on that, that maybe... I think five eight is the least concussion prone position yeah, on the field, yeah, yeah. and I could be pulling that out of my woo ha, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that because I read it and I sort of thought, oh, that surprised me. I thought fullback would be far less, but let's read up. I'm pretty yeah. pretty sure that was the the start. Um,
2: I feel like he's less less prone potentially. Talk about frontline defence, but that's right. Technically, with tackling, you're in control of that a little bit yeah. more than like catching a high wall with blokes flying at you. Uh, so look. I love I really love KP. I Man you've loved him. I'll tell since you it I'll, I'll, I'll
1: tell you it it's just burning in the back of my <laughs> head. I'm sitting here talking about these mid-range back rollers who have upside and should make cash at around 430 to 450k for less than 100k. One of those mid-range back rollers could be Kalen Ponga. Yeah. And I look at that and I'm like am I overthinking this?
2: He fits straight into my bill of let's just see how he's looking if he's killing it in a couple of weeks. Easy bring in, really easy bring in. Cuz that's
1: the one it's like if if i do go schuster to five eight then it, it's probably to make way for like teague wilton in the back row which is fine and then you go all right numbers short, sure, all looks fine but Ponga v teague wilton like is that even a question i don't know see
2: i think i'd trust teague more because i think he's more likely <laughs> to punch out your solid 60 yeah, each yeah. week yeah but I, i'll give you one more thing on ponga hastings controls Footy a lot, yeah. It's in his hands a lot. Maybe KP is going to do a lot more of the attacking stuff with ball in hand and Hastings and sets. Which, if at five eight, you'd probably prefer Ponga maybe to be a bit more dominant, uh, repeat sets, maybe try assists off the boot, that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm still just not convinced on Ponga. he's not for yeah. me, but I, at that price, obviously, I can understand the appeal. He's yeah, a big watch for the, me. Yeah, uh,
1: the. the I'm very glad. I don't think I will at this stage and the goal kicking is, is the big factor for me. So It's huge. Yeah. Uh, Marju as well, <clears throat> job security. He, yeah. the, the bloke does not have, I'm going to call a spade a spade, a good defensive read on yep. him. He may have worked on that over the offseason and sorted out a few issues. He was at the Titans that for years have been a really poor defensive side. He was on the end of it. I know you had a gripe on Twitter the other day about, you know, wingers okay. copying some blame for, you know, poor reads maybe he was not helped by the system he's in up there and he can rectify that at the night. I hope he does. Yeah, Greg be, Marge a bloke. We all want to see a yeah. man a first-grade spot. Bloody Super coach-wise, I think there's job security Just issues. quickly,
2: I think Robin Besh was mentioned as well, maybe. But yeah. he's left edge. Um, I think he's rock solid. But I don't know if he's got that crazy upside that I'd want in my centre wing. Not for me. <clears throat> Speaking of
1: blokes who can find injuries. <laughs> and injury-prone, yeah. yeah. Too many muscles on him. Yeah. Sport from the couch. Now, here's a good question. It was, is the Roosters' clunkiness during trials <coughs> good enough reason to go from Teddy to drinky? Now, we're both on Teddy, but my general uh, – well, the reason I brought that up was to say the Roosters not overly impressive on the weekend. You mentioned before they have a tendency to start slow. I believe they were 0-2 last season. <coughs> Has that impacted your thoughts on any of the Roosters' players? I must admit, watching them, I've, I was a little bit
2: hesitant in terms of do I load up on Roosters? Mm. Plus, they've got that round four bye. Um, they were missing Kiri, Sammy Walker, Manu. Like, there's some talent to come back in there. So, it might not matter. But I think I'll give my job for next week is to have a bit of a deep dive into maybe last three or four years under Robbo to see how they've started in attack. That's all I care mm. about is attack um, and see where we can go. But in terms of drinky to Teddy, no. I think start with Teddy still. Yeah. Especially given that bye in round four. If drinky's killing it, flip to him then. I think it's fine to do that. And I just think I've. Played around with maybe dropping Teddy just to see the other options, but he could just as easily score 160 week one and blow you off the park. I'm less concerned that Drinky would do that to me. So highly owned as well, Teddy.
1: You Mm. don't want to start on the back foot. Darren McNamara, (coughs) Remus Smith or Isaac Thompson? Uh, And the reason I brought this one, job security looking like the only positive for Remus Smith. Sometimes you can be so set and forget in your teams and that you're – You know, we talk about overthinking it, maybe you underthink it. And Remus Smith is a bloke who I've plugged at the price in my team since as soon as Supercoach opened. (laughs) There are signs to say that maybe he's just not a Supercoach player, even at the price, and you think attacking stats will come. You know, he wasn't great in the trial on the weekend, coming back from a lengthy injury. Uh, Where do you... I mean, firstly, Remus or Isaac Thompson, bunnies with that real tough draw to start. But, yeah, where do you (coughs) sit on Remus in particular?
2: I'm Thompson over Remus by a long way, mm. just personally. I just think he's got that bigger upside in terms of playing outside the trail, multiple tries, hopefully a big work rate coming out of trouble there with Alex Johnson on the trail at the back hill. If he's playing, he's got to do some running. Plenty of it. Um, Remus, I'm just, I am think I mentioned him my first potty of the year, but it's not sold on him. I just think yeah. maybe he plugs away for a good 35-40 average. I just don't know where he goes from there. Uh, I could be wrong. I've seen him play some good footy before at, um, in his younger years, but... Yeah, I'd want to see more of it before starting with him. I think yeah. I think there's better options.
1: I think I've, I'll have both <coughs> round one, but I'm yeah. I, I can see the argument in start certainly starting without Remus. Uh, he's one who came to to the four on the weekend, Dylan Curran. Dylan Curran didn't come to the four. Thoughts on Jackson <laughs> Ford at the Warriors? Looked really good on the edge and priced under 300k. Speaking of Curran's, has he jump, jumped uh, Josh Curran for that starting edge spot? No, yeah. I am going to say no and I want to see it first because <clears throat> he's cheap, but there are so many forwards at the Warriors. I mentioned before about how I think Barnett could spend time on the edge Near core course, probably an 80-minute man or, you know, 60 to 80. They have a lot of options. <clears throat> I just don't know if Ford's going to have the minutes there or the job security. Yeah, but – It could be awesome. It could be um. awesome i
2: i'm not starting with any worries i don't think i just want to watch and just just see how they go see how roles play out um that's just my short answer we just there's too much instability there in terms of who's going to play what each week so it's a no for me but close watch could be could be a master master stroke
1: inspired to wrap it up (coughs) one from owen lawrence are we sleeping on ben murdoch masilla as a sneaky cashy Big unit played 70 odd on the weekend. And with the first pick in my draft. Oh, two questions. That's uh, all right. We'll go to part two. With the first pick in my draft, do I take Heinz or Cleary?
2: Um, oh, Cleary, definitely. I Cleary think. every day yeah. of the week.
1: Part one for Ben Murdoch, Masilla. Starts the season very cheap. Did look good in the trials. Uh, I yeah,
2: he's in my side right now. He is. Based on that. Um, we'll see how team lists look and that bench force
1: 234k so cheap issue is <coughs> dragons don't play around one yep. jack bird will come back in on the edge him and Jaden sewer will be the edges i don't know if ben Murdoch murder will get the minutes that being said if he's turned a few heads in pre-season you know impressed in trials maybe he's one minutes at that side
2: yeah i forgot about the round one buy, which means he won't be in my side to start but it's that would tally, man come around for pre-price change you can plug him in if he's I locked down so. a role
1: yeah i think that's the play Spy, let's wrap that up for this week. Next time we're sitting at this desk, next time you're sitting at this desk, the teams will have dropped for round one. Christmas Day for super coaches. What a moment. What an absolute moment. Uh, Fired up for that one. Big week ahead.
2: Looking forward to it. See you next Tuesday for an absolute blockbuster. Cheers, mate. Huge cheers. Thanks for tuning in, guys.